0: All right, guys, welcome back. Man, I feel like we should have a band maybe for this one. Uh, It is episode 100, uh, a benchmark that I've been aiming at for some time. It took us a little longer probably than I thought it would. Um, You know, it's interesting. We're going to do this podcast. It is a big one for us, and I am pretty proud of it. I'm proud of Ben for being able to have pieced this together and stayed on me about doing them. Um, There were times where things got busy, and we just went we just, we got to do them. We got to do them. So I appreciate the support. I'm going to call it from Ben. At times it was harassment, but a lot of times it was more support. Um, we're going to do this podcast a little bit differently. Um, I am proud to say it's a hundred podcasts that we've done without minutes of intro of sponsors. And I, I say that kind of laughing and kind of not because I listen to a lot of podcasts. Today's podcast, we're going to try to share information share resources, share things that over the last year or even more than a year um, have brought value to me. So it's a total, it's not a, um, it's not going to be a question and answer. It's not going to be a dog train. not specifically dog training. Um, We're going to have a different theme to it because it's old triple digits, 100, 100. How do you say 100 in Spanish? (laughs) 100. So we're going to, is it? Maybe. I'll, I'll but so anyway, we're going to do it a little bit differently. But I think it's, uh, you know, we... I skip the first five minutes of most podcasts I listen to. And it's because I'm just... Ta- oh, it's a CN. CN. So <laughs> we're not even close. Hondero. Me no speak no Spaniel. But... Uh, and that's from La Bamba, by the way. But so we... I, I get I get burnt out a little bit when I hear all the, the forced marketing stuff, and it makes me think, it makes me question some of the authenticity behind it, and I get it, man. I get the idea of a business and running and paying bills and all that stuff. I'm really proud to say we're doing this podcast without it, And but at the same time, Ben and I were talking about it, and I said, it's not sponsored, and there's no, like, there is no gain from, on our end by doing this, but I, I have been in the market recently for several items. One of them is like a fish finder, uh, an underwater fish finder for ice fishing. One of them is... What else have I been digging into, researching so much? We get on these little kicks where we... I, I get down to, I'll get into a shotgun that I really am interested in, and I'll spend hours and hours and hours researching it and trying to find out more information about it, watching. And it's where I found the value in YouTube. And so it's also where I've realized we need to spend more time growing our YouTube, building our YouTube, because it's just such a wealth of knowledge. And so one of the things we are going to do with this hundredth episode is we're going to talk about things that have impacted me positively that I can share with you as a non-endorsed, non-sponsored way. But I think it will bring value to you because I do think that I listen to podcasts to try to gain information and and get things out of it. Sometimes it's entertainment. Sometimes it's just knowledge. Sometimes it's a better understanding of topics that I don't understand. Sometimes it's very interesting things to me. And so everybody has different reasons for following different podcasts and different researching different things. Here's what we're gonna do for our 100th. We're gonna give I, the idea of it's Christmas week, we're giving season. I do think everyone should um, really take that seriously. I don't. I don't. I'm not joking about that. Like we have uh, this year has been a very trying year on very on a lot of people, um, and I can sh- I can speak personally on on some of it, but I can also speak personally in two two ways. Like quite honestly, the hunting, fishing, outdoor world has done very well in these trying times. And I'm not saying it to make people feel bad. I'm being honest because I think sometimes we don't hear positive stuff. I'll, I'm will i being honest with you. Like the hunting world, the fishing world, the anything that has to do with fresh air, camping, outdoor stuff is a very strong market right now. Thank God. Thank God we have it. Thank goodness we have the ability to go out and enjoy nature. And thank goodness that we've had the opportunity to have it pushed into our face to say, go out and do these things and recognize the importance of it on our mind, body, and spirit. Like I have been able to get more fresh air this year than ever before. And it's really socially acceptable, you know, like, and I say it kind of jokingly, but I'm not. There's a lot of people that realized how much they've missed the last however long by not getting outside. And there a lot of people that have realized how many great opportunities there are outside. So I, obviously with our brands Hodeg and Outdoors, which is a deer hunting product line, and our line of products Dogbone, they're very much in the wheelhouse of getting outside and enjoying fresh air. So. I'm so grateful for that. I'm really, we're very blessed. Our whole team is blessed to have the support of you guys listening and also supporting us from a product standpoint. I also, in my house, my wife is in the restaurant industry. And so talk about devastating. And and I feel, so I understand and I feel personally, and I, I get to experience and see and hear it very much in my face the impacts that the last year has had on folks that are in that industry. Those are just two industries. There's, and theirs is not good. And so, you know, I, there's a lot of that and there's some in between. And so I'm not gonna focus on the negative. I'm not gonna focus on the positive and gloat either. What I am gonna do is I wanna talk about how important it is for us to feel and recognize and understand the importance of giving and giving back when we can and when when you should, you know, when you have the opportunity, how. How sometimes that is the most rewarding thing. So we are going to, this podcast is we're going to talk about things that have brought value and joy into our life, my life in particular, and things that I've noted over the last year. We're going to start out with products. And again, these are not sponsors. We do not have sponsors. We don't take sponsors. Um, I'm not saying we never would, but we we have never have to this point, even though we've been offered some stuff. Because I go, it's just not worth it right now. I would rather be sharing what we want to share and driving the boat the way we want to drive it. Um, But I also will say there are products that have made my life better. There are products that have made our dog's life better. So sticking with the theme of dog stuff, we're going to be somewhat always connected to it. One thing I want to talk about, I've had a lot of questions about it. I am not a treat trainer and so I don't do supplemental treats. I don't do treat training. I do use food and, you know, this, you can dig into all of our old podcasts and you'll recognize that sometimes dogs are food motivated. Sometimes I utilize food, especially early on with dogs, to motivate and, and shape behavior. Um, I'm not a food treat trainer, but I have found a snack or a treat that some use as treats. I am using them as somewhat of an in-the-field supplement. And so as we get into the fall and get our dogs working more um, from, a, from a during the day standpoint, I think you got to be careful with feedings and feeding times and some struggle to keep weight on dogs. And we do, I mean, I intentionally get dogs pretty lean going into the fall because I just think it's healthier for them conditioning wise. But there's something that I've found that's been very helpful midday. And that's it, it, when it comes to getting the dogs energized. And I've had, we've put it in our story again. It's not like it's a big, I don't, I don't billboard it. But we've put it on our story because it is something that we've gotten accustomed to doing. And it's also a great company. And it's a company that I feel has a great mission behind them. I think they are very, they're just real solid people. And I've gotten to know them a bit because when I find interest in something, I dig into it more, I reach out to people more, I connect with people more, and I learn more about them. It's part of the reason why we're sharing it. It's a company called E3. It's uh, called Canine Performance. So I've got a couple different bags here in front of me right now that are what I prefer. They make all kinds of stuff. I have a definite preference for a few of their products. Um, They're making everything from, they make all kinds of treats. They make all kinds of bones and chews and all this stuff, which I don't really use. And you guys know uh, the reasons why that, but here's what I've used it for. There's a product that they make called a protein popper. It's hundred percent beef spleen protein. Now these people e three is a cattle ranch in Southeast Kansas. They have a product called Protein Poppers. They have a product called Trail Mix and they have a product called Jolly Joints. They're all protein based snacks or treats. I mean, you can use them as a treat. I use them literally as a boost of energy for my dogs in the field. We've done a lot of upland hunting. We've done a lot of, we did a lot of gun dog work this year with them as far as in the duck blind. Um, This is the stuff I've given to them when We're hunting in the morning. They're getting tired. We get back to the truck. I'll give them a handful of this trail mix is my personal favorite. The protein poppers is really good too. I will say this, the protein poppers with Spry and Bella give them the worst farts ever. They smell, so I try to shy away from the protein poppers with them. They get the trail mix instead. There is protein in it, that's what it is. Um, But it's just, I've seen that I get less gas out of them well, out of those two in particular without the protein poppers but it's a hundred percent beef lung trachea and spleen protein is the trail mix it's beef spleen protein for the protein poppers and the jolly joints are 100 beef trachea protein all these are things that i give my dogs midday during a hunt i'll have ai uh, don't carry it with me i don't think it's it's not i'm not away from the truck that often but what i'll do is i'll leave it in the truck excuse me when I get back I'll give them a handful I feel like it gives them a shot of energy it's kind of like I take I eat a snickers bar they're getting these protein poppers or they're getting the trail mix so that's one product that has positively and we didn't it wasn't just this year I used it last year as well last fall and this fall and I after last fall I liked it after this fall I really like it so that's one it's it's e3 k9 performance um, they've got a great website you can order stuff from them uh second thing that has changed our life and it's a really important for any hunter is your footwear and so we have worn i've worn all sorts of different boots over the last several years um we wore last season we wore a different pair of boots um and i really liked them they were called what was that um, um gum leaf. They were green gum leaf boots. I wore them in the early season. They were a little light from a, uh, um, they weren't warm. Like they were cold. I got, my feet got cold in them. I wore them. If you watch some of our series, you'll see I wore them um, in training. I'm a rubber boot guy. I wear a lot of rubber boots, um, especially in the springtime. Shed hunting, I wear rubber boots. Um, Grouse hunting, I wore rubber boots, believe it or not, a lot. And I think Part of the issue is you from a, when you're putting miles on, like we're putting on, you got to have good boots. And so we wore gum leaf last year and I liked them and we switched towards the end because my feet got cold and towards, and I definitely could not wear them for bow hunting. Um, I'm a big bow hunter. I live for bow hunting and I, they just didn't work well for that. We switched and we actually, we, we. Started wearing a a pair that we actually got them from Shields. They were Alpha, I think they were called Alpha Burleys. We had two pairs. One was a lighter insulation, one was a heavier insulation. The heavier insulation ones were not good for walking, 100% for sitting. Um, Ice fishing they actually are pretty good for. I wore them ice fishing, but I also wore them uh, on stand deer hunting when we were sitting. But they had a lighter weight pair um, that was lighter neoprene. And those weren't bad for walking. I actually, my feet kind of sweat when I walk, so I didn't wear them a lot for walking, but they were great for early season bowl. Um, this year, so that was last year. This year, we, this last year in January, we actually met some folks from Lacrosse Boots. Um, just happened to be that they were, we were at the same trade show. They came to our booth. They're dog people. We did some seminars. They saw our seminars there. We talked with them. Great people. Um, just really down to earth, and just just really the kind of people that we would want to talk with, regardless of products. And so we're talking dogs. Well, then we found out that they were with lacrosse. They saw they actually saw some of our stuff on social media, and we see that you wear our boots. So they said we got something that you think you we should you should try. So they gave us a pair. Actually, we ordered a pair from them. Uh, we ordered a pair of Alpha Muddies. These are like. Four-wheel drive Crocs, like these, make Crocs look silly. They're they're like they're like a Croc. They slip on, yeah. but they're like a rubber boot. And I 100% have used them going forward as they are my my replacement Croc. I mean, Ben sees it. I wear them every day. Um, they're just super comfortable. They're super durable. They're, you're just not gonna get your feet wet. It's they're awesome. It's like the rubber boot without the. Without going up your knee. Yeah. Like, it's basically, yeah, and it, but it slips on yeah. like, kind of like, I mean, it's like a slipper, but it's like a really heavy-duty slipper. 100% game-changer for me personally. Now, the other one that I think was really interesting was, I'm looking it up, it's called the Grange. The Grange. And so, it's like the old-school green boot. No insulation, just a rubber boot. The most comfort, one of the most comfortable green boots, or rubber boots I've worn. I actually wore them grouse hunting last weekend in the, or two weekends ago, and I wore them rabbit hunting. And so, and it was cold and I'm walking, so it really doesn't matter. But I wore these, just these really light green boots, loved them. So they allowed us to do, well, you and I went on that grouse hunt and we walked back and forth across the creek, down in the bottoms, because the birds were not in the high ground, they were down in the low. And it allowed us to just get wherever we needed to get um, with the water from a waterproof aspect. But still we put on seven miles that day Mm -hmm. and it, my feet felt good. It wasn't my feet that were hurting. It was everything else, my hips and everything else. But so I, the lacrosse boot has really been a positive thing for us. Um, and they're not new by any means. Everyone probably has heard about them, knows about them, but it's a combination for me in 2020 of actually meeting the people behind it and then ordering some of the stuff that they recommended because we had had some stuff of theirs prior to that probably, I don't know that those boots that I had, I had these arrowheads, um, mm-hmm. the year before. I don't know that that would have been the answer for me for grouse hunting. I don't know that that would, that's probably not my everyday wear. It's a little warm. Um, it, in so by making a couple changes, we're, I'm big on them. Um, so that's the second product. The third one, and we just did a podcast on this, so it's kind of double dipping on it, but we got into some duck hunting um, this year. Ben got me into some duck hunting that were in areas, I am traditionally would duck hunt fields, dry stuff, not necessarily the water. This year we did, we had some really great opportunities and we shared some of this on Bella Be Good to get into the water and do some more like a flooded timber hunt, which is unheard of basically in Wisconsin or very few opportunities to do it. And this was like, they were good. So necessary to do something different to hunt that. I couldn't hunt that the way I normally would with my dogs in the fields. And from a temperature standpoint and from a wetness standpoint, and that's where Momarsh came in. We ordered a, Ben had a Momarsh stand. What did you call it? An it Invisalab. Is I will be ordering more. I'm going to order two of them, one for here, one for the cabin at a minimum. Um, but, and the other part was the Versa vest that we tried this year. Now, I've used neoprene vests in the past. This is a new design, which is supposed to be a universal fit one. We proved, and we proofed it, and I would agree, it is pretty damn universal. It does take some fine-tuning. Um, you, you're going to have to adjust it a few times, but it's just a, it's a real interesting design that allows it to fit just about any size dog. I have two of them right now. We'll be actually probably ordering another one or two for the cabin um, just so I have them up there. The reason we needed it this year was because we were hunting in the water and it was very cold. The stand allowed us to get the dogs up elevated out of the water and still covered where we would have had to put them on like clumps of grass. It would have been a little bit harder to hide them. Could we have done it? Probably would it have been easier on the dogs? No, because the, they, they get into this, this, once you put them in the Invisalab, it basically gets them out of the water and it's like a kennel and it's just getting them up out of the water so that it free drains down. So they're not in the water. And the other part, once we put the vest on that held the heat and it allowed for them, my dogs are a little on the sensitive side. I would say when it comes to temperatures, certain dogs more than others. Um, I, we had Taylor, we had Ellie, and we had Bella in those conditions. And all three of them did really well. Um, so I, I I think a lot of it had to do with equipping them properly. So there's your product. There's your product ideas that have made our lives a little bit easier. Now, information wise, Gundog Magazine. Gundog Magazine is something I'm just really proud to be a part of, but it's also something that's evolving. And I'm real excited about the evolution. They are going to be completely refacing the magazine in 2021. It's going to be a giant magazine in comparison to what it has been. It's 120 pages instead of, I think it was half that in the past. They're only, they're going to be doing six issues, which is a little, I think it's an issue or two less per year, but it's like, it's like the coffee table book now. It's going to be one of those magazines that's got the really fine cover. It's almost like a hard bound. It's just, it's really a, um, I get a couple magazines that are similar to it, and they're the kind that you don't throw away. They're the kind that you save. That's what gundog is going to. We are contributing to that again. We're having a new uh, new column that we're going to be, um, we're excited to announce, we're not, not quite there yet, but we're going to be starting a new series on YouTube. It's going to be tied to this column that's in the gundog magazine for 2021. Um, super excited about it. Looking at, really, really looking forward to the direction that gundog is going. Um, not that it wasn't in a good direction before, but it was very like a lot of other magazines. And I just feel like there has been several magazines over the last few years that I've been drawn to personally that, um, for specific reasons and gundog is taking, making a shift in that direction as well. And I just, I can't wait to see what they do with it. I'm real excited to be a part of it. Ben and I are pretty proud to be able to be contributing to it. So that's the gundog aspect. Now, another one that is kind of like what I was talking about is gundog journal. This is coming from the UK. Um, This is something that appeals to me greatly because it talks a lot about similar training styles to where I have interest. It talks a lot about very traditional ways of what I consider gundog work. it has a large emphasis on dogs in the field. In the UK, it discusses some of the field trial aspects that they are that they are having that they have over there and have had for centuries. It's a very traditional um, magazine. It's big. It's really well done. It's just really pretty. Um, again, it's the one that you save and you. I've got them all at my cabin, um, and I, I'm really glad I got it. It isn't probably going to be for everybody over here in the states. But for those that are interested in a more traditional way of training, uh, you're you're never, you know, there's no, there's no collar ads in this. There's no shock collars. There's no, it's, it's the style of training that fits me best. Um, it's the style of hunting that I don't necessarily do exactly, but allows for me to train towards and then transfer to customize and fit the way I hunt over here in the States. Um, it, if you know anything about us and our training styles, a lot of it, most of it, it, it's coming from that mentality, that mindset, that approach that they use over in the UK. Um, and, and it's that style of dog. And it just it's a fit. And it's not a fit for everybody. It is definitely a fit for me. Um, it's something that I've really enjoyed. The next thing I'm going to talk about. So that's Gundog Journal. The next thing we're going to hit on is two ways to give back because we are talking Christmas, we are talking a season of giving. One of them that has impacted me greatly is the United Blood Trackers, the UBT. They have helped to, and we are really proud to have been a part of helping support this group over the years. They are the ones who are respo- heavily responsible for states like Iowa and Minnesota, just recently allowing the use of dogs for game recovery. I, they, it, it, the, the, If you look at their website, United Blood Trackers, you're going to see a map. The map, when I first became involved with them, when our team first became involved with them, when we started researching and contacting, connecting with and, and utilizing as a resource was very heavily at the time red. Since then, it has become very dominant in green, which means they allow tracking. Uh, if you buy our game recovery kit, we put a map, we put it, we have to revise the card because the card has the old map in it and the map is dramatically changed where you're allowed to legally use a dog for game recovery. I credit this group heavily for that. And so it's a very minimal dollar amount. I think it's 25 bucks a month, uh, 25 bucks a year. I, I've signed up for as long as I think they have a three year and a five year. I, I think even if you don't have a tracking dog, simply making the gesture of supporting them. If you support the idea of game recovery dogs is a real real valid and applicable way of providing and giving back to organizations that are always giving back to us as hunters. The next one is rough grouse society. Rough grouse society in general, um, you know, is is very similar to a lot of conservation groups that are striving to work towards improving habitat and in ultimately improving the game itself. There it's the rough grouse society, American Woodcock society. They're both tied into one. I have, and I've talked about it in a lot of podcasts, chasing the king has become a very important step in my hunting journey. Um, I used to do it when I was a kid. I didn't do it for a long time in the last few years. We've gone so far as having a cabin up north and really spending a lot of time in the woods. I've found more enjoyment out of shooting way less animals and experiencing a hunt like this than I've gotten. So I've gotten so much more out of it than a lot of hunting in the past. Now, hunting has provided me with some of my fondest memories. Some of the best things in my life are connected directly and related to hunting. This is just another phase of it. Uh, ben was introduced to it this year. First time you hunted the, the king. You'll never not do it, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's just, it's something that it's different for a lot of reasons, and we're not going to get into it. We did other podcasts on it. Uh, you can watch, you can listen to those. But the the Rough Grouse Society and the American Woodcock Society is, a, is, is an organization, and choose whichever one you want. It doesn't have to be Rough Grouse. It could be Whitetails Unlimited. It could be... Uh, which is another group that we're directly connected with and very proud to be associated with. It could be uh, Pheasants Forever. It could be Ducks Unlimited. I don't care what it is. They've had a really tough year because they're based on, their funding is based on fundraisers, banquets. And because of the current state, they've not been able to do it. And so I encourage everyone to support, pick pick an organization, pick five if you want, but pick one. I'm going to highlight the Rough Grouse Society and see if you can find it in your budget to possibly give them a little bit of support. You don't have to give them millions of dollars, a membership, simply putting the sticker on your car, uh, putting the sticker on your camp, having that $25, $50, $75, whatever it is, will go to helping support those groups and keeping them afloat through these tough times. But it also becomes... One of those things where someone else sees it, maybe they go, huh, maybe I should join that. Oh, you're a member of that. Oh, yeah, boy, you get that magazine too. And then all of a sudden there's the value in it. So it's a communal thing. It's a thing that spreads. I, we hear a lot about in the last year about how quickly things can spread. Uh, let's spread some stuff that we want to see spread instead of living in fear of the the news and the spread of everything else. Let's spread, let's start our own little spread Um And to me, I think it's, it starts with giving back. It starts with generosity and we all, I, I, I totally get it. If you can't do it, don't do it. Like, but if you can, and, and, you know, there's a lot of people that myself included, sometimes I go, man, things aren't that great. No, they're not. But there, there's a lot worse situations and I'm grateful, really grateful for what we have and I also believe strongly, I had a lot, uh, conversation with my wife about it recently, the more we give, the more we get back. I really believe that. And so we've we've tried to take that on and live that and go, especially this time of year, it's really easy to think about it this time of year because there are so many people in need. Um, maybe you're in need. If you're in need and you're hurting that bad, send me a message. Because if I can help you, I will. So, I mean, I, I, I challenge those around me, I think it's something that we can really help impact positively around us and in our communities. So, that's it, hundredth episode. Think about giving back. That's all. That's That's what this one was about, and that's what we're hoping to do. Um, hoping to inspire. So that's it, 100. We continue to march on.